listening, and welcome to Paperback Brigade, a book club podcast. Come join us by the campfire. It is a balmy, warm summer evening. We're your camp hosts, Zach, Courtney, and Miranda. Hi, friends. Hello. Hi. This episode, we're discussing volumes three and four of Heartstopper, uh, which I'm incredibly excited about. And trigger warnings abound, especially in volume three, as far as I know. Oh, um, yeah. I gotta be to- totally honest. I Life happened to me, and like a real book club, I didn't get around to finishing <laughs> the book, even though I'm hosting, so that's fun. Uh, but we're still gonna talk about it, and y'all will just have more to say when we get to volume four, oh. and I'm gonna, you're gonna get my live reaction. <laughs> just to dig in and be specific, trigger yes. warning on self-harm, uh, alcohol consumption, eating disorders is there any others just assholes being homophobic. yeah assholes <laughs> and depression and anxiety. homophobia yeah phobia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um i think those were some that were mentioned in the in the webtoon is um, homophobia as well mm-hmm. and trigger warning for cuteness <laughs> <laughs> nice. um so which which was the I won't say better because I feel like they're oh. equally great but like which which half did y'all prefer the front half of this which was volume one and two or yeah. volume three and four they hit different it's yeah it's hard to compare the two of them it's like trying to compare the main course to dessert or an appetizer to dessert kind of thing yeah like the first I feel two... like volume one and two were so like sweet and special like so many little quiet moments and then i just finished volume three there's like so much that happened like so much plot and so much um character development that happens in volume three and um like fleshing out characters backstories Mm -hmm. and their trauma and all of that and it's it's a it's a lot yeah i love that the world is opening up and all the relationships are getting deeper like you're saying like i love the paris friend group and then we get more of an inside look at what their family lives are like too yes so everything just seems more fleshed out like they're none of them have like perfect families they all have their own dynamics which i love that aspect of it but i'm mainly just excited to see like how this friend group supports each other going forward and so i'm assuming like even if we were to keep doing this with halves it would just keep enriching and enriching on itself yeah what did you think zach i think we need to pause real quick because i just realized i think i only read volume three because you just finished it right that's what we were just talking about yeah Yeah, that's all i read those two (laughs) because when i found those descriptions i thought volume three was on webtoons what is called four or five and then volume four was six so i only read volume three maybe we shouldn't pause and we'll just (laughs) keep this in but i loved it so much yeah volume four picks up in august i think they like are going back to school yeah did you go to menorca no which one ends with charlie and Nick coming to Charlie's parents and talking about the mental health note. That's at the end of That's got to be volume four. 
Is that or sorry? It or, says that is volume four, comic five or whatever. Okay. So I did okay. read volume four. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The numbering yeah, system is confusing. <laughs> the end. The end of volume three. They just got back from Paris. I wish you guys could have seen my face, like the <laughs> listeners, because I just totally zoned just out during Corey's answer, and I was and like, I was "Wait like, a second. Oh you there, no. Zach? Okay, we're good. I'm leaving like this in. Drop because there's no <laughs> oh, way we cannot bring this hysterical. up later. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I wrote down my notes because yeah. I wouldn't remember anything. So, yes. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> um, I was we? asking which was the the which how did you feel about the two halves oh. i feel like it was a good good for us to rec- like to split it like we did in volume one and two together yes. because i feel like there was definitely like a shift when it got to volume three mm. i think that's what but, i was thinking why i was so conf- yeah what made me just think of or what confused me so much just then is these two volumes are so much heavier it's like yeah. such a yes. steep learning curve I didn't want to stop reading at the end. Of, like, I read both of those volumes in, like, three hours this weekend. I finished yeah. volume four today because I had to go to sleep and work today. But <laughs> I just, yeah. like, plowed through them. And I think in the first two, Alice did a great job of, if you haven't read her novels like I haven't, gr- introducing the whole world and everybody, families and stuff. And then, like, yeah you were saying Courtney and um now we're just going to deep dive into not just Nick and Charlie but the entire group because like mm-hmm. Tao and is it L or Ellie I, L? I don't L. think L. L like Tao and L's relationship is like at the forefront Tara and Darcy get some character development which is nice mm-hmm. you know we get a couple more assholes thrown in the mix yeah and like, we hear more about Nick's dad but I'm surprised we haven't met him yet I wonder when that'll happen. But I like that development, too, of just the building that up for Nick. Everybody's, we're way past the surface level at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. Charlie didn't even know that Nick could speak French. (laughs) But he's fluent. (laughs) None of the friend group did. Well, Nick is newer to the friend group since they, you know, since they started talking and dating, but. Yeah, now they're all actually getting to know each other and we're getting to see beyond the veil, behind the curtain. So, but the, I feel like I'm repeating myself. The rate at which that happened was almost like instantaneous. Just super ramp up. Like the Hulk roller coaster or something. <laughs> like an um, accelerated launch. Yes. The Aerosmith roller coaster. If you're yeah. more of a Disney fan. Zero to 70. Yeah. Um,. Yes, and I feel like it's speaking of roller coasters, the it's like the Velocicoaster coaster at Universal where there's like four speed launches throughout. Like it doesn't just like it doesn't slow down, basically. It only yeah. gets faster, I feel like. Just more and more <laughs> keeps happening. And also like I have the physical books, um, and volume three and four are way thicker than volume one and two oh. are and that was another reason why i feel like i mean i i've been reading them very quickly but i feel like they um three might be thicker than four nice uh it's possible 
Yeah. Like they're about the same, but maybe it, three might be even a little thicker than four. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm obsessed. Obviously, I'm really excited to to finish up volume four and to um, watch the show and watch all the like extras, the oh, Netflix extras that you were telling us about, Courtney. Like the Alice teaching them how to draw their characters and like all of that. Um, so cute. I'm very excited. And it's perfect, like, this, I feel like the third book and the fourth book all happen kind of over summer, whereas yeah. earlier we saw winter scenes. It's yes. a perfect wrap-up for, like, you're on vacation. It seems like, speaking of that, uh, isn't there a period of time in August when, like, all of Europe shuts down? I think that's what the Menorca trip was. He goes to so. Menorca for Probably. three weeks with his family. So we get to see it play out. It's amazing. <laughs> There's just beach after beach. It's wonderful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she doesn't I have I loved a... the scenery yeah. in book three. Like, the, the book three is the Paris trip. Like, it's a little bit mm-hmm. at home, too, but it's mostly the Paris trip. And, mm-hmm. um, like, all of the scenery and, like, the there's a part where they're out on a hotel balcony and the railing is, like, very intricate and detailed. Like, I love all of those things. Yeah. And you can just hop on a bus to get there. Who would have thunk? I didn't know that. Right <laughs> under the water. Hop on a bus, go through the channel. <laughs> You're there. I think yeah. there's definitely developed, like, her art by this point has developed immensely. Like, I don't want to say it's better, but the details were mm-hmm. always there, but now they're more intricate. Which, I have a question about that. Does Alice exist in this world that she's created? Right? Did you see the plugs yes. for her book? Yeah. Yeah. She's on the bus. Um, Who uh, was it? Tara, Tara and Darcy's friend is reading. Wait a minute. Um, oh, I have it written on the way there. Notes. Yeah, she's or on reading, the way back. reading Radio Silence. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. It pops in the up hotel a couple room. times. And then there was a poster in Charlie's room for it, too. Isn't uh, Radio Silence home. about Tori? I thought it was about Olid, but I don't know if I'm saying his name correctly. But Miranda, do you know which one Radio Silence is about? Nope. Because I thought Solitaire was Tori. I think it's on page 583. I think Solitaire is Tori. You're right. Yeah, it's at least four times. Yeah. And then there was another one. <laughs> oh, it was Charlie's Room Had I Was Born for This as a poster. Which is another book. So I'm like, Alice Oseman exists in this world ah. that she's created. Yeah. Like, how deep does this dream go? How deep does it go? How many layers? Yeah. This freaking beautiful tiramisu she's created. <laughs> um, I love it. And then... Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that, too. Just being in the Louvre and the... Yeah. I would have killed to go to Paris and high school mm-hmm. it was also nice that i remember at least enough of my high school french and spanish that i could at least read the conversations and like get yes, little snippets yeah. of it and then people yeah, in french... the comments translated it oh did they oh, it was it. fun <laughs> i got to the I point love the in webtoons oh good mm-hmm. oh i just love the specificity of that whole trip it's like oh this lady has been on a study abroad trip before exactly like this yep. where everything is planned and oh, yeah. knows exactly where to go and what it looks like. And then I was thinking by the end, if there's not a night scene in this, like I'm gonna feel a little let down. And there was yeah. like, with the moon and everything. 
yeah on the balcony that was nice sorry for getting you off sec oh i can't i started writing notes at that point i was like um oh please come out on the eiffel tower <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't come out to everybody, but he told Tao, and Tao did not take mm-hmm. it well. I'm tired, Alice, if you're listening. Please stop telling me to not like Tao sometimes. <laughs> Quit putting him in converse- in places. I love that her... So, I did read some, uh, some webtoon for some of the... I don't know what they're called. Chapters? Like, edi- what are they Updates? called? Updates? updates some of the updates i read on webtoon instead of the physical book because i didn't have the book with me mm-hmm. but i the one specifically where we find out that tau is the the loud mouth that kind of let it slip that charlie is gay and like he's the reason that mm-hmm. charlie um was outed to like the whole school yeah her little comment on the bottom of that was like something like Tao's not a bad guy. He just has loud mouth sometimes. We still love him or something like that. And I was like, oh, like, I, I don't know. I, um, I do think she was, he get, had a, like a little bit of uh, unintentional villain vibes in some yeah. of the updates, but also we, I still have a soft spot, especially the, the one where they're taking a picture together and he says something like, like oh I look like an egg <laughs> with his little hat. <laughs> I did notice also. Um, where are they when they're during that scene? I don't remember, but there's um, the scene where Charlie and Tao are talking, and um, they're on the Eiffel Tower, I think. Just after the, that. After that, maybe. Okay. Um. Uh, it's did not take a picture of the page numbers, but basically he's he's talking to him and he said, he says I'm I'm sorry I was scared you might accidentally tell people, and Tao says oh, like it's like a little tiny like, um he he basically finds out that Charlie's told everybody but him like all their close friends but him yeah, and so, um in that scene. Tao like takes his hat off yeah in the middle of when they're talking like he takes it off when he says why do you wait so long to tell me and then they like kind of have this really close heart to heart and then he like stands up and puts his hat on and is like "Uh, I'm gonna go find Elle like he like starts walking away and I thought that's such like a it's such a visual representation of like he's like taking his guard down to like talk to him and then he like puts it back on me he's like i can't like i'm i need to protect myself like i'm gonna walk away from this my little heart yeah i thought that was perfect with the like there's so much that's conveyed just through body language of like this is getting serious (laughs) yeah and i feel bad about how many times it almost feels like tao is ending up as a scapegoat sometimes or like when things are happening that are wrong like it ends up being his fault for being a loud mouth in some way <laughs> and i'm excited for that to like no longer be a thing he'll probably have character development if we keep yeah. going yeah i just have a note it just says maybe don't talk about it in the hall at school maybe question mark. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Ooh. i think it, it's it hurts more in comparison to the other friends in the group like Darcy and Tara and how great they are 
and even led to with like the advice they give him about like they both they're all like super wise in their age at least for like about coming oh, out yeah. and being yourself that scene where um Tara's talking to Charlie and just like we didn't really just come out we were just ourselves and it just yeah. happened naturally yeah. kind of like, forget everybody else I think this was a quote um oh you can just be you and if it yeah. goes yeah. badly you still got each other and it's not yep. up to other people to know like your identity just be yourself I liked yeah. that message I was wondering if the eating disorder was connected to him being dragged out of the closet or him being outed mm-hmm. or if it's from before mm-hmm. and it's just gotten worse or if mm-hmm. it's connected to they, the stress of Nick so or does it he did say something about um, like oh yeah like I don't eat enough sometimes it happened last year oh, when last, I, okay. like everything was happening I just need to, to feel control over it or something like that like yeah, kind of I think that maybe um like residual from yeah and and the fact that he was like it doesn't happen all the time it's just sometimes and like Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah and then he is kind of taking on nick's potential coming out like on himself worrying about it they talk a lot about stress in this in, in volume three like the word stress they say like oh, oh, i stressed about exams and then like obviously it's everything else too yeah he internalizes a lot of um yeah it doesn't even really seem like nick is that con- that concerned about coming out like he, nick isn't really that stressed about coming out but I charlie think is he's projecting all of his stress and fear from him being outed mm-hmm. onto mm-hmm. nick coming out plus he sees the stuff with nick like we haven't talked about nick's dad not being in the picture Right. And him wanted to talk to him. And also just, Nick's brother sucks. Mm-hmm. Nick's brother sucks. And then Charlie's he there does. to see that. And so now he's like, well, if he comes out, then his brother's going to be a bigger jerk to him. And it's yeah. on and on and building it up in his head. Yeah. Um, there are so many, like, funny, cute moments, too. Like, <laughs> on... In addition to the the stressful and uncomfortable ones, there's so many funny, cute ones, like where I think Nick is with his rugby teammates or something, and they're like talking, (laughs) and um, one of them says, uh, uh, I know you and Charlie are really good mates, and then the other two friends are like giving him side eye in that frame, comic frame. And then Nick is just surrounded by the words, really good mates, really good mates, really good mates. <laughs> and then after that, his friends are walking away together. And one of them's like, why do you have to say good mates? He might have told us. Like, they all already know, but they want him to come out to them. Um, and it even comes up I just again thought later. that was really sweet. It comes up at, when they get back from school at the end of volume four and they see them again for the first time. They, the three of them are still picking on the one guy for saying that. That's great. <laughs> that was stupid. He's like, are you ever going to let me live it down? <laughs> no, I, I don't think that. they will. I just have this note. Uh, making out is not a good way to come out. <laughs> yeah. Because I think they were making out in their room and they were worried about Tao coming back in, which was when yeah, Nick yeah. and Charlie yes. the, 
the hickey or the love yeah. bite. Is love bite the a cuter name bite. for hickey? Then it's definitely cuter than hickey, right? Might be a Britishism. It's kind of a cuter name to me than hickey. It is cuter. Hickey. It is much cuter. Hickey sounds like something you get from a bug bite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very. It sounds really like southern too, mm-hmm. like a hickey. I said it and I like felt my accent kicking in. Yeah. We got hickey on your neck. Uh, I love all of the teachers that was something I didn't really expect I feel like we don't see a whole lot of grown-ups in the first few volumes but like in volume three we see little scenes and vignettes of the teachers without the kids Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool like the the rugby coach I love her um, oh yeah yes catches them making out in the equipment room Mm -hmm. And yeah. then she has a conversation with Nick um, where she tells him he's going to be captain <laughs> of the rugby team. But she also, like, talks to him and is like, hey, like, I get it. It's, like, I understand what you're going through. Like, me and my wife met in this time and whatever. Mm-hmm. I also love that the the rugby coach is a woman at an all-boys school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? No, I don't think I don't think so, that yes. Is. I just love her. <laughs> She's yeah. amazing. And she's like, be uh, more subtle, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the and the two teachers. I don't remember their uh, last the, names. I just have their for Yosef and Nathan. I just have those written down. Uh, Farouk, uh, okay. I think. And I do not remember their teacher's name. But um, their little, like, side story was so sweet. And the the hang on, there's one panel where they're like standing in front of these vending machines mm-hmm. and they're talking to each other and um the one says when you don't come to terms with your sexuality until your mid-20s you tend to miss out on all those beautiful gay teenage experiences i have that last yeah, just right I was there like <laughs> underline it it's so cute like hit like so so sad but the, i love the way that he says all those beautiful gay teenage experiences because like in the world that we live in and in the world that Alice has created in these books, like we get to see so many of those. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I feel like it's healing the inner children of so many adults that are reading these. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, I just wrote, Oh man, I'm the clueless teacher in this book. (laughs) (laughs) And that's why I know his name's Yosef because I wrote that. (laughs) I was like, it's this one specifically. Yeah. Not the cute guy who's been comfortable with it his entire life. What else happens Um, in volume three? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just like how open and vulnerable they are too. Because I was way more guarded in high school or like even now. And they're just like, I'm going to wear my heart on my sleeve and tell you my entire past and why I am the way I am. And you're going to accept me (laughs) Mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's so heartwarming to me too. Uh, We we love good communication. Yeah. Maybe that's probably it. Yeah. Um, I something that I noticed a lot more of in volume three is there's so much variation in how text boxes, text boxes, uh, speech bubbles are used. Like there's whole like pages and pages where they're just whispering to each other, and in the whisper speech bubbles, they're all in like dashed outline instead of solid. And I love oh, that you yeah. can just 
you can tell like there's a few where it says whisper whisper <laughs> but then anytime that it's in dashed outline is like they're whispering to each other and that repeats like later on as well i just love like the little visual triggers to like convey tone or volume mm-hmm. so like the whisper ones and then i also noticed there's some where people are like yelling like when nick and his brother are yelling at each other the writing is like really really large and messy and like um, overlapping yeah and then or like all the letters are really clustered close to each other and like Mm um on top of being like all caps some of them are all caps but like just the the lettering being really cluttered and tight um i love that she played around with that a lot more the thing you pointed out last time just how the boxes themselves actually play into the timing and the pacing of the page yeah yeah oh my god and the scene the scene where um charlie passes out Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so it's so beautifully rendered like the way that the the boxes boxes are like melting kind of off the sides and like the letter the words and the speech bubbles are getting all wibbly wobbly and like everything all the scenery is kind of like fuzzing out on the sides Mm -hmm. and even the the color and shadow and shading becomes like offset in one of the frames oh which is typically like a printing error but like obviously on this page it's intentional and it's not even the whole page it's just like a couple of the frames where he's like starting to pass out which page is Um, it is in volume three page 208 and 209 which I have no idea what page numbers those are on the comics because they're yeah. way different. Yeah, we're totally broken now. That's just because I'm. Yeah, it's way different. The wibbly wobbly <laughs> frames is on page seven sixty six. Okay. On webtoons. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, with the mm-hmm. shadows and every, yeah. Yeah, it's just like so, and the all the letters are like melting down the mm-hmm. page. And you can't really see what he's saying, and that's exactly what it probably feels like to pass out yeah. too. So your everything kind of goes fuzzy and gray. Um. Yeah, I love that. She's such a wildly talented illustrator. She makes it look so easy. Like whenever I go back and look at other comics now, I'll have thoughts about like, oh, that was clunky. The pacing of that didn't feel natural because she's such a good editor and Mm -hmm. she's telling you everything you know need to know when you need to know it, but it's not so like literal with the dialogue. There's so much uh, showing and not telling like you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, like all the shot framing, those little like moments where you just see things. Yeah. I'm excited. Like uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to watch the Netflix show. These feel like storyboards sometimes, unless like a comic book. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with storyboards, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, can we talk about when uh, at the party, the birthday party at the huh. hotel room, when um, Harry shows up? Yeah. <laughs> No homophobes at my party. Yeah, and then and um, he's like, I just want to talk to Nick and Charlie, and like it just shows a frame of them there, like talking to each other, and Nick's like, Is his hair different? And Charlie's like, Yeah, less pointy. 
his yeah. hair changed. And so they're like, I don't know. I just loved that. Because on the Eiffel Tower, I was thinking, oh, is this redemption for Harry? Just a little bit. But right, because the fact- he kind of stood up for them on the Eiffel Tower. But then, yeah. Yeah. But then it seemed like, oh, this is attention-seeking. Like self-serving. Yeah, the fact that he went to the party and didn't just walk away. Like, you could have had that moment any other time on the side if it was really genuine. It didn't have to yep. be a big thing. Yeah, and they say that, too. I mean, Charlie stands up for himself and is kind of, like, says, like, you you didn't have to do this here. Like, this is... Hang on. I will find it. It was perfect. Yeah, how he puts him in his place. While you're looking for it, I just felt like he had such a shit-eater grin on his face, too. <laughs> I want to see how it's yeah. acted out. Like, the... Like, I don't know how to just... I mean, it's just what the scene is. Like, he's got that stupid Yeah, the smile. very end. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm here. His I'm saying the like... right words. Let me in the party. Yeah. I know you got booze. Like that. Yeah, basically... Yeah, so Charlie says, you don't get to ambush me into forgiving you in front of everyone. One sorry doesn't make up for all the things you said. So congrats on your incredibly difficult realization that gay people (laughs) actually do have feelings and have a nice life. And then he, like, shuts the door in his face. Yeah. Um, And then everybody cheers for them. (laughs) But I love this. There's the one where he's saying most of that. He is, like this skinny lanky boy but he's wearing nick's like giant hoodie mm-hmm. and the f- framing of it is that like the hoodie is taking up most of the shot and then <laughs> his little head sticking sticking out at the top and i just felt like like he's wearing this armor of like mm. he like has this protection that and like warmth and coziness of having nick and as like support in his life and they've like built this relationship with each other so he feels much more confident in standing up for himself now mm-hmm. than he did in like the first two volumes anytime anything went awry. That's beautiful. Yeah, I didn't notice that until you just said it. I love that. I like that he's also, collecting them. Did you get to yeah. that part? <laughs> yeah. He's like stolen several of the of like- Nick's hoodies at this point. Like, the smell's wearing off. Let me get a refresh. I I loved... So, we mentioned last time, I said something about how I love all of, like, the cozy, like, classic teen moments where you're at the... You go to the movies or you go bowling. Like, those things feel so universal to me, even though they're um, in England and, like, mm-hmm. we're obviously not. But, like, I still had all those experiences. And the school trip, too. Fun fact. So, my husband and I were in middle school and high school together but we like we dated briefly in high school and then broke up and then got back together in college but the first time that we like kind of got together um and like admitted that we liked each other and stuff was on a school trip Mm. and like all these moments like on the bus like do I sit next to him do I sit by him like should I sit one row away and like sneaking glances at each other and like meeting like meeting up with your friends and like talking to each other like watching other i don't know but i just like all the warm fuzzies came flooding back of like school trips and having a crush on somebody and all of that i had a note somewhere 
because that happens on the way back. I think um, Elite asks Nick to sit with him so Charlie and Tao can sit next to each other and talk about what happened. Oh, yeah. Kind of playing into that. Mm-hmm. Orchestrating. Who is it that tells on the bus? Yeah. Who is it that tells Charlie that they kind of knew because they've been really bad at keeping it a secret? They're like, you guys aren't exactly subtle all the time, or not as subtle as you think you are. Was that somebody at the spin the bottle? Oh, probably. Or the truth I and dare. It, it seemed kind of rude. Been. Yeah. Was... How funny! I didn't. I I never. I played truth or dare in like childhood and high school oh, and right. adolescence, yeah. but. We never use the like spin the bottle as a mechanism for like who gets truth or dare. Mm-hmm. We just like went around a circle. Is that a thing that other people do? Do they use a the bottle to determine like who's who goes next or whatever? I thought we just kind of went around the circle too, right. but okay. I tried to avoid so I that game. If that's like a thing. <laughs> I know, me too. Whoever got I like truth how or dare had to go next and ask someone else. Mm. Oh. I was also surprised by the alcohol thing that they were sne- surprised by alcohol because isn't the drinking age in Europe or most countries in Europe like 15, 16? It's yeah. like, I thought it was um, Is that just I for beer like, and stuff? In, yeah, just for beer. I think okay. for liquor it's 18. That would make sense. Someone out there is laughing at Somebody us. Somebody fact check me. Yeah, just emails or <laughs> yeah. And... yeah. So I know in, like, in the home it's younger, but out in public it's yeah. a different age. Yes, and I think it's definitely different for, for hard liquor. And Charlie's only 15 Okay. in this, and, and Nick is 16. Which is why he gets driving yeah. lessons for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, what a gift. <laughs> He's so appreciative, though. Like, wait, were you not going to teach him how to drive if it wasn't his birthday? Right. <laughs> and then I was thinking, like, wow, he gets all his sweatshirts back. Still don't see an actual gift yet, but he is very gracious. <laughs> I guess that is a nice photo album. Yeah, I like the photo album. Were you looking up a um, Marina? I am just, I'm looking at the extras in the back of the book, because there's so many extras in the back of volume three. Yeah, give us the extras um, we didn't see. Yeah, so we, they, we've got journal entries from both Nick and Charlie from nice. after, uh, or no, from before they're going, they leave for the trip. It's like the day before they leave for the Paris trip. They say, I've just finished packing for the Paris trip tomorrow. Um... Me and Nick are sleeping in the same room. Double exclamation point. <laughs> um, anyway, so they kind of talk to each other about that. Uh, Nick, or not to each other, in their journals, individually, separately. Um, <laughs> something cute about that one. So in Nick's, he drew the Eiffel Tower, like a little doodle scribble of it on oh, the bottom of the page. Nice. And it's it has an arrow pointing to it. It says, very bad drawing of the Eiffel Tower. Um <laughs> And the last sentence of his journal entry says, I always imagined it'd be super romantic to go up the Eiffel Tower with the person you 
love scribbled out like scribbled out love and take cheesy photos and then there's like a little smiley face oh so he wrote that before Um, they got back yeah well before they left for the trip Uh um which i think is super cute so and then there's the bios of all the characters again and they're a little different from last time they have like fun facts on the bottom like it has all the facts of like their name who are you school year age birthday but it also has a little fun fact about each one. Um, and uh, Aled, Aled's um, fun fact is wants to make a podcast. <laughs> Which is so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Darcy's is once ate a whole jar of mustard for a dare. Which is fun. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking. Uh, there's also, let's see, like, f- there's like three or four pages of basically like little instagram posts from the different characters that they made on the trip so like pictures of them together pictures of other people and like their captions and then like little comments under it from the different characters um which is just so cute that is sweet and then there's also like the extras just keep coming um there's (laughs) like very detailed drawings of both nick and charlie's rooms which we didn't get to spend a lot of time in in volume three because they they were on the trip mm-hmm. for most of it and they were at school. But there's like detailed drawings of both of their rooms from two different points of view. So like one side of the room and then from that point of view on, of the other side of the room of both of them. And then there's also like little a section called key features so in nick's room it says fairy lights nick put up fairy lights in his bedroom one christmas and forgot to take them down for three months eventually he decided he liked having them up all year round nice um it says beanbag a comfy cozy beanbag nick's had for years he sits in it sometimes but mostly it's nelly nelson's favorite nap spot did not realize the dog's name is nelly nelson Mm-mm. gotta have two names that's news to me <laughs> first and last name <laughs> yeah um, and then uh, posters, along with posters of his favorite movies, Nick has some posters of his two favorite sports, rugby and motor racing, which is cute. I actually didn't, I have not, we, we talked about um, the posters in Charlie's room, Yeah. but not the ones in Nick's room. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm looking, it looks like he has a Star Wars poster, like a Darth Vader poster. Oh, does he Maybe? have some Marvel ones? Too. They talk so. about how he likes Iron Man. All right. Yeah. This comes up in a couple of shorts on Webtoons. At least one short, because it's one of the future flash forward ones, or maybe it's the stray one. I remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. But, like, Nick took Charlie to see either Captain America or Avengers Endgame, because he comes out wearing a cap shirt. Aww. And Nick is not into it. I love that <laughs> Nick. <laughs> loves marvel movies and charlie hates them yeah he's like you want to watch that movie it's not a marvel one is it (laughs) pretty good if if both of them were avengers which avengers do you think they would be oh man does it have to be avengers from the movie because this is cheating but uh charlie reminds me of um nightcrawler He's an X-Man. He's the blue one who can, like, poof and morph. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah, the way that he looks, like, mm-hmm. like 
his hair, his scruffy hair, for sure. But if it's a movie one, I'd say Bruce Banner. He would be Bruce. Okay. Not the Hulk. Not the Hulk. Just Bruce. Just Bruce. Yeah. And I could see it. Nick would probably be Captain America. Yeah, Nick's definitely Cap. Like, Golden Retriever. <laughs> Happy. Yep. Just, like, loves to be nice to people. And and he's the captain of the rugby team. He is now. He's Cap. Yep. Uh, so the in Charlie's room we get a little bit more detail on like the posters that he has on his wall and things like that um, last time we talked about he's got a Strokes poster, a Daft Punk poster a Muse poster he also has uh, along with posters of his favorite bands Charlie has posters of two of his favorite classic texts The Iliad by Homer and Brideshead Revisited by Evelyn Waugh don't know that one I don't know how to say that name um, so I look like a good guess, though. I don't know that one either. <laughs> uh, it also says bookshelves. Charlie's favorite hobby is reading. He'll read any genre, especially if there are gay characters, but he finds an- ancient Greek classical literature the most interesting. He would love Song of Achilles. <laughs> Charlie has definitely read Song of Achilles. Nice. <laughs> to get Nick to read it. I don't think... Let me see if it's on his... There's like a little... Uh, it's not on his uh, bookshelf that I can see. But these are some... It's a good good list of books here. An Encyclopedia of Space. Aww. Knots and Crosses. Alex in Wonderland. Dorian Gray. Not Alice. Alex in Wonderland. Nice. Dorian Gray. <laughs> uh, the Iliad. I Was Born for This. Great Gatsby That's... and Radio Silence. Yeah, See? both of those. Oh, she read Radio Silence. I was, Silence. Born, I was for born for this and Radio Silence. Oh yeah, and it has her name on them. Oh my yeah. god, how cute! Little plug. Charlie's plug. read her books, of course. Then About himself in some situations. Yeah, how does this exist? Yeah, Alice, what are you? Conundrum. What are you up to, Alice? <laughs> Is Alice oh. the? So Alice would be the Watcher if she was in an Avengers movie. Or yes, movie. yeah. Definitely. I'm having I'm not falling because I'm more of the Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm having a hard time remembering where volume three ends and volume four picks up because I think I'm, we're getting ready to jump into volume four pretty quick. Yeah, I think we I are. Really so volume out. three ends, they get back from the trip. They hug each other goodbye and um, Charlie in his car on his phone on the way home is googling how to tell someone I love you and Nick is in his in the car and googling eating disorders yeah and that's the end of volume 3 we live pretty hard in those two subjects in volume 4 yeah I mean we'll, we'll go pretty quick through it but uh tell me all how the things how much do you want to be spoiled yeah um, I don't mind. You guys can go into as much detail as you want. Big. You know how last time we talked about um, seeing someone in their pajamas? <laughs> I got <laughs> And that being like a moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever they get back, uh, the, they call themselves the Paris crew, and they come back together, Paris and they go squad. to the beach. Paris squad. Thank you. Because they they like Paris crew, Paris gang, Paris. <laughs> we'll go Paris squad. <laughs> And there's some moments where it's like, okay, I've never seen you in a bathing suit before. Oh, your shirt's off. And then <laughs> Nick is asking, can you get my back with the sunscreen? And there's a moment of just 
like sparkles are around Nick and Charlie's face gets all red and it says caught above him like <laughs> similar to how his sister it says appear it's like oh no you saw me checking you out <laughs> that's so cute yeah and like it's more of nick protecting charlie in group scenarios when mm. there's food involved but then a lot of just like eyeing are you okay uh, throughout that exchange but i just mm. thought that was cute of was like cute. He's poking him like, "Hey, can you get sunscreen on me? Do you need sunscreen?" And Nick or Charlie saying, "No, I don't really use it. I just tan." And these new interactions out in the sun that we haven't seen before. But um, there's two other big moments too, like with the coming out of like, "I love you." That whole mm-hmm. scene was just comical. <laughs> Nick basically drags Charlie into the ocean. And, like, just with his shirt on and everything, because he doesn't feel comfortable taking his shirt off, as well as not eating in front of everybody. Yeah, but then um, they all, I think it was Elle's mom, drove him all to the beach and then picks him up and takes him all back. Yeah. But drops Charlie off at Nick's house. And I guess it's getting late, because this was another aspect that gets covered a lot in this volume, is um, Nick and his mom's relationship. Yeah, but she messaged him and she's like, "Where are you? Nine o'clock was your curfew." And or he, the other way, Charlie's mom. Charlie's mom. Excuse it's very me. strained. Yeah, yeah, very mm. tough. Because there's a whole they have a whole big blowout fight after this. But before that, Charlie is at Nick's house. Nick goes to get in the shower, and um, of course, that's when Charlie decides to tell him that he loves him, like through the closed locked bathroom door. While he's in the shower, because yes. he's running Aww. out of time before. Yeah. Um, but Charlie's got to run Before Nick home. goes to Mallorca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's packing before that, right? Mm-hmm. Nick he can't is. find his goggles. Yeah. Because fucking I David. I feel like Tucker. we saw David sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, I feel like we catch a little bit of, like, hinting at charlie's relationship with his parents or his mom at least like in the in volume three because they talk about um when they're at the party and they go to drink or whatever nick says something like oh like i've had a beer at home before like once or twice whatever Mm -hmm. and charlie's like oh my my parents are really strict about that or something like that like he just kind of says like they're really um intense about that like they're and i just kind of just seeing that i was like hmm interesting like (laughs) There, you can already see how their parent, their relationship with their parents, and like their parents' parenting philosophies are different because yeah. like Nick's mom was also so chill about him coming out. Yeah. To like, I don't know. And even later on, yeah, Nick goes to his mom to talk about Charlie and how hard it is for right. Charlie to talk to his parents about the eating disorder. So back to that, Charlie through the door says, "I love you," and then pieces out, just leaves Nick's house. <laughs> And Nick's just standing there, like in the shower, and then he almost—he almost. Well, my note just says Nick almost just died. Yeah, he did. <laughs> when he's coming, he's trying to run to get Charlie before he leaves, because Charlie's like, you know, my mom wants me to come home, and then he goes on. I won't ruin everything he says because it's really sweet. Yeah. And um. But he's all slippery, and he leaves the just, water on, and he's just trying to bolt out. Just <laughs> getting out of the shower. Oh God. Then he puts on, bo- I think they were just boxer shorts. I'm not sure they were boxes or athletic shorts. 
but just yeah, shorts like and like a zip up and just hoodie. like a zip up hoodie no yeah. socks Aww. no shoes no shirt and just runs, just runs down the street i did it was a very does cute he moment. say it back he does he's like okay, he's like I mean, say obviously. what you say say what you said again and he's like no it's embarrassing he's like do you want me to say it first he's like no i'm getting credit for saying it first Char- <laughs> yeah, charlie says and then nick says it back Aww, it's a very sweet cute sweet. moment it was sweet and Tori's in on it the whole time of like you gotta make sure you do it tell him your feelings and uh i forget the little brother's name Oliver. but he Oliver? Yeah. Oliver, okay. He heard what was going down, and you can never trust like a what could he be like seven? Yeah. With that kind of information, he almost blurts it out loud. <laughs> Whenever Nick comes over. Yeah. Charlie gets home, and the next day he's on the phone with Nick, and Charlie's mom comes in and just like clean this room, and he doesn't, and then yeah. blows up with just like put the phone down now, and they had this whole thing. She's like, some high school crush shouldn't ruin how you change your entire life or something like that but the saddest part was tori sitting on the stairs listening to it well one of the saddest yeah. parts it was rough watching the fight scene yeah yeah and we get some behind the scenes on how she appears all the time it's because she's just out of earshot <laughs> and right. so is her dad yeah he's so emotionally supportive and the mom Aww. is just so tightly wound because mm-hmm. she wants the best for him but in her own way that's not executed well yeah so that was a whole dimension of it is like um nick or charlie not feeling like he can confide in his mom especially mm-hmm. and so nick kind of um it was really sweet there's this scene in mallorca where he kind of breaks down to his mom saying i don't this is too big for me to handle i don't know what to do about it and nick's mom has like the perfect things to say as usual and they form a plan of how to get uh, the support for Charlie that he needs. The whole Aww. scene was incredible. It was just um, like, yeah. well, before that, Nick's mom stood up to David. On the, I mean, of course, it was the last day of the trip, but still, she stood up to David for Nick, which is, I just wrote about time. Good for her. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. And then she did a good job talking to him about eating disorders. There was one line she just said, "It's not your job to save him. Like dependency isn't mm-hmm. healthy, but." You can't be each other's whole worlds, but he needs help from a doctor or a therapist, not his 16-year-old boyfriend, I think is how she says yeah. it. And another yeah. line, uh, love can't cure mental illness, but you know you can be there to... I thought this part was really sweet because it's Nick's mom talking to him, but it's flashing to scenes of um, Darcy and Tara and Tao and Elle, like... Just being there for each other because yeah. Nick's mom's like, you know, you can't do you, you can't, you know, you're his boyfriend, you're still in high school too. You can't do all this stuff, but you can be there on the bad days and support yeah. him in those and, you know, be there when it's That's hard. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Because we learned that like Tara got sick and then Darcy's home life is just brutal. Yeah. And we kind of hear arguments, but don't know more than that. It's part of why she's, they explain that's why she's so joking and mm-hmm. like Tara was confused because she was so out, she's so confident and outspoken, but then she finds out like at home, everyone's, they're like, I think the line they said, like, she they're not just homophobic, they're mean to her, Yeah. like all the time, so. Mm-hmm. That's really sad. 
but all this is I want to say playing because that's what it feels like it's playing while Nick's mom is giving him this help on how to support and be there for Charlie yeah and then so like kind of just showing like a montage of all these vignettes of their different their inner lives and like all the things that are happening to everybody and then it ends on Nick and Charlie being together like through other hard times we've seen like with Ben and um just talking to each other and being there for each other it was very sweet yeah yeah so yeah Um, yeah that's really intense yeah and Mm -hmm. also seems like it was handled very well but that was a quick synopsis you gotta go yeah (laughs) i know i really do and i'm so excited to watch this show too on netflix and also to like keep reading the webtoon yeah after volume four like i don't know where the show leaves off in relation to that's the a printed volumes i'm not ready it for seems that. like it's pretty far behind like i don't even a, think they went to paris you mentioned a cliffhanger oh yeah so um nick and his mom actually do research on how to get a doctor and how to bring it up with the parents and stuff and she suggests or maybe they find it um, that Charlie write down what he wants to say to his parents and then Nick mm. is there with him holding his hand mm. while he reads that letter to him and the letter is the last thing you see before the volume ends yeah. and it's kind of a step by step for the reader too of how mm. to go through something like this because yeah. as it's happening there's these little blurbs in the background like of whatever yeah. article they found like Wow. Of, I don't have it up, but kind of like say that you're concerned yeah. and that you support them and don't mention then food. Then go to the parents. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. But um, besides that, one of the other throughout, I think Zach mentioned this already, but there were commissioned guest um, <laughs> like mini comics mm-hmm. throughout the webtoon. Mm-hmm. And but one of them that I liked that wasn't guest commissioned, it was I don't know why it was in here, but Alice puts it in. Uh, she mentions in the Q&A that everything that happens is in the present moment, um, even though it actually spans 10 years in her entire universe that she's writing mm-hmm. through the narr- or the novels and everything. But there was this one web tune of a. Uh, them like I think it's 10 years in the future and Nick and Charlie are living together they have a dog and Charlie needs a haircut (laughs) and I'm pretty sure it's a COVID comic oh yeah it's really cute because he needs a haircut it's getting long and he finally gives in and lets Nick cut it oh and that's all I'll see it's just really yeah it's sweet I'll have to watch those or watch them read them it does feel like watching them them. yeah with yeah, my it eyeballs. Does. With, it does. with my eyeballs. <laughs> it's called the haircut. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. I don't know if I like um, that one or the stray more because it ends up with the teachers adopting the cat. That's, yeah. that's really cute. There's some sweet moments of levity. I just love how how many places this comic goes. So that's another question. Um are you going to keep reading them? Yeah, I am. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. I and I, and um, some of the 
the things that we've talked about with the other books, it's definitely rereadable, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I already want to go back and reread, like, because they're so fast to read. Yeah. I feel like I want to, like, read them kind of alongside when I watch the the Netflix series to see the differences. They're definitely not a slow burn. It's <laughs> it's all there. No. I would say I don't know the first the first volume was kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. yeah. when they're just like pining after each other and not <laughs> saying how they feel I can see that yeah like and then it kind of takes off yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this book was a drink what would it be vodka and lemonade think of like vodka and lemonade <laughs> yeah or like a hot toddy with how much tea there is in this thing oh yeah yeah it would be like a hot a hot tea probably mm. a cuppa cozy as they say yeah spiked beverage that's yeah warm. and a sweater not mm. that a sweater is a drink like, but like a sweater and a cup of tea or an oversized hoodie yeah mm-hmm. i love that um, I'm actually also, I love that this series has gotten me not, I wouldn't say back into because I've only ever read some of Naruto, but like mm-hmm. into uh, graphic novels, comics, manga again, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Like, I downloaded the Webtoon app today, and the first thing when you make an account, um, dear listeners, highly recommend Webtoon the app like has you pick when you sign up like different genres that you like and then also it has you choose like different art styles that you like and then it recommends comics to you based on that so when I was signing up it was very quick I just did like picked a couple real quick and then it was like we think you would like this one and this one and I was like oh those are pretty good I've also heard really fantastic things about Lore Olympus and that's on webtoon as well Um, it's like another popular graphic novel that's out right now that I've seen on Tumblr and and heard people talk about. Um, So I think that one's next for me. But uh, Zach, do you wanna tell us about your, what you're gonna be reading next with all of us? Oh, am I the, yeah. Around the campfire? I'm the next host. We've gone full circle already. That's cool. Yeah. We have. It's a small circle. So, (laughs) yeah, I, I was tempted to pick a horror book just to keep you guys in horror fiction. Um, mm-hmm. But it felt like it was too soon. And then I found some feminist rage books and just general dystopia anger books. And those are still on the list and I'm going to come back to them. But right now it felt too, too soon. Like the wound is still mm-hmm. open and, mm-hmm. it, you know, I wanted something a little lighter. So then I started searching for wholesome books and Aww. I think I found one that I'm excited about. It has four and a half, maybe five stars on Goodreads. Um, the next book, my next book choice is Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Uh, it's on Amazon. I think he's actually a voice actor or at least does novel voiceovers. So, cool. and then he wrote a book, but he also does the audiobook. I'll read the synopsis real quick. Hi, well, this is the uh, the tagline for Legends and Lattes is a novel of high fantasy and low stakes. Worn out after decades of packing steel and raising hell, 
Viv the Orc Barbarian cashes out of a warrior's life with one final score. A forgotten legend, a fabled artifact, and an unreasonable amount of hope lead her to the streets of Thune, where she plans to open the first coffee shop the city has ever seen. However, her dreams of fresh start, pulling shots instead of swinging swords are hardly a sure bet. Old frenemies and Thune's shady underbelly may soon upset her plans. To finally build something that will last, Viv will need some partners and a different kind of resolve. A hot cup of fantasy, slice of life with a dollop of romantic froth. I was like, man, that sounds great. And then one Goodread review just said, wholesome as fuck. I loved it. And then from TikTok, somebody said, you had me at Orc Barista Entrepreneur and Giant Cats. So I need this book right now. And we'll see. It sounds so do I. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm so excited. I am too. Wait till uh, I'll share the cover with everyone, with the listeners soon. Uh, it's 316 pages, so we'll read about to page 180, 190, wherever the closest chapter is. Uh, currently, it is available on Amazon in Kindle form or audiobook from, you know, you can get it from anywhere, Amazon, Libro, whatever. Uh, it's coming out. This is another one of these books. I don't know how I keep picking these. It came out in paperback. But then I think a different publisher got it or something. So it'll be coming out again in paperback in November. There's a few from the old publisher out there if you want to try to find it. But getting it from uh, Amazon on your Kindle or from eBay might be the best choice. So yeah, the next book we're going to read is Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Woohoo. I'm excited. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, thank Mm -hmm. you. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at Paperback Brigade or email us at hello at thepaperbackbrigade.com and let us know your thoughts about our next read, our last read, any of the books we've read, and we might share them on future episodes. Cover art was brought to you by me, Miranda, and our theme song is Chillin' in a Sweater by Cat Beats. You can find them on Spotify and Bandcamp. Until next time, be kind to yourself. Bye. 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 Bye.